Do you know the way to San Jose? That's Max's way of telling you that we're in San Diego. Yes. Welcome. Completely different part of the state. Why don't there's no songs for San Diego? It's true. Yeah, there really isn't. San Diego. It's a town that goes kind of under underappreciated, underchecked. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone knows it's there, but I can't think of any. I don't know, any songs about it, any famous people who came from it or lived here, any no. movies set. I don't know, the, the movie Anchorman is set here. So that's there you true. go. That's its, that's, cla- that's its claim to fame. Yeah, I mean, really very little cultural imp- imprint whatsoever. As far uh, as I know. But hey, we're out, we're out in this nice, this nice house on, on the beach. Deck, yeah, rooftop we're on the deck, roof uh, looking out at the water. I got, I'm, I'm actually, because of our positioning relative to an outlet, uh, we're actually looking straight <laughs> on it at pretty much nothing, but I got clowns if, to if the left to of the me, side, jokers yeah. to the right, if you will. <laughs> uh, I got on the right. We have a beautiful ocean horizon, and on the left we have the annual clown convention. Yes, <laughs> breaching the COVID protocol. The Ringling because. Brothers Barnum and Bailey Clown College is uh, yeah. greatest show on earth. What does he say? The Ringling Ring Brothers, Brothers, Brothers greatest uh, show on earth clown college. Oh, well, we can't. <laughs> Yeah, we can't we're talk getting about close. Them. Damn, that's got to be the earliest we've broken a, a pantheon. Yeah, and you spoiled my uh, clown COVID joke punchline. Oh, go ahead. Give me your clown COVID. That's, I was coming with it off the cuff, you know, but okay. <laughs> I, think, I think the essence of it was basically going to be that they get away with breaching COVID protocols because their clown noses act as facial covering. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I like that Isn't one. that fun? What about the mouth, though? It's not really... It's a, a sad well clown out. convention. They never open their mouth. It's just painted oh, on. hell yeah. Yeah, dude. there you go. Ooh, spooky idea. Sad clown with the lips sewn shut. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I'm sure it's never, oh, been, uh, yeah. never been conceived Oh, there's no before. way that one's been done. Fuck no, man. Honestly, the thing about... I don't know if I've ever told you about Thrombosis the Horror Clown, but... We're aware of him. <laughs> he's... He's like a clown, but he's a little bit different. He's a little dark. He's a little bit dark. <laughs> yeah. He's a little scary for a clown. Which is interesting because you're, t- you're taking joy, right? Mm-hmm. And you're, um, you know, what's the word? You're uh, you're juxtaposing that with yeah. something a little bit sinister. Generally Happiness speaking, and yeah. sadness, joy and fear. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought that you could make it in the mouth of those two things? It's, it's the human it's condition is the crazy thing about it, though. That's the, the crazy thing about it is that's reflective of the whole human condition. It is. The sad clown. Have you ever considered actually, that people on social mm-hmm. media are actually happier mm-hmm. than they are? No way, I said Wait, that wrong. <laughs> they're sadder than they appear. No, I was going to say, actually, they appear sadder on their Instagrams than they actually are in real life. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, all I those photos that. of, like, a woman, you know, smiling by a waterfall. Mm-hmm. She's actually way fucking happier than that. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of the... That's her at a low them. point. That's why they say you don't want to meet your heroes, you know, it's because you actually meet them and they're way, way happier and way, way cooler than And that's than because... Seem. And that's actually because taking pictures sucks. <laughs> Anytime you're seeing someone having a picture taken of them, they're at a they're at a low point, at least of sorts. I'm the fucking worst. I cannot stand it. Oh, I yeah. I've got, I, I'm sure I don't have Native American blood in me, but I definitely have that kind of superstition where each time I get my photo taken, I feel like something's been taken from me. And it has. It feels like I've been robbed. You know, robbed of something. Your opportunity. Yeah. These are the things which have been taken from you. And my privacy, damn it. And your privacy. And your ability <laughs> to just enjoy a nice time. Exactly. You know? and yeah. The, and you got this this fucking photo being taken of you and it's it's not right. 
It really it's does really ruin a nice time. A nice time that happened organically in some way or another, and then someone ruins mm. it by saying, hey, this is such a great moment. Yeah. Let's make it a bit worse by well, getting everyone to stop what they're doing. Stop enjoying yourself. Whatever you're doing that's so fun that makes this moment good, we'll, we'll not do that for a bit because you're all going to stand and feel awkward about yourselves. Be very aware of how you look and very aware of how you come across and what kind of pose you want to do and what you're wearing and who you're with. And Yeah, let's do that because we're having a little bit too much fun here. Well, what's worse, that or like the Antonia move where she just pulls her camera phone out without anyone asking or consenting and I takes a picture of people. Yeah, I fucking hate that. That's I fucking, fucking crazy. That. She just, just pulls her phone out and just takes candids of people. And I've called her on it multiple times. She goes, people love it. <laughs> it's true. I think a lot of people do, especially She in, goes, what do you mean? People love that. I was about to say in this town, but we're in San Diego now. Oh, people yeah. down here are not vain. No, they're not. They're not vainglorious. No. These are salt of the earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Salt of the earth beachfront. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just beach but vagabonds, you know. You know? With Absolutely. bleach blonde hair and fucking <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I'm looking packs. at We got quite the sight here. We have a we have a classic uh a classic, like a 1950s, uh, what do you call it? Like a life tap. What? Like where the lifeguard? Yeah, lifeguard, lifeguard uh, station. Li- whatever, the lifeguard yeah. hut. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, in like movies? those little huts where a lifeguard sits and fucking yeah. looks at tits while someone's drowning. Oh yeah. yeah, that's me as a lifeguard, brother. Look out there on the horizon, though. We got a nice, we got a completely blood red, completely obfuscated sunset mm-hmm. by the cloud. I've been here three days. Max just came down, but. Yeah. Uh, that's by far the worst one we've had yet. I didn't even notice it until you pointed it out. The sunset is completely hidden by the clouds. It's yeah. gloomy. Yeah. It's, if anything, a little bit sinister. It's a poor quality sunset. It's the perfect time for a poor quality podcast. Yeah, yeah. it's the poor quality <laughs> sunset. Absolutely. Because I think the real essence of poor quality is being in a very ostensibly nice place. We're on a rooftop deck of a very yeah. nice house that my parents rented for a holiday. Yeah. And uh, everything should be perfect, but... We're finding the misery in it. <laughs> That's what the PQP is all about. <laughs> yeah, finding really the misery. The ethos in... of the podcast is just things not being quite right. All the pieces are there, but you have a defective puzzle. Like the factory <laughs> printed the pieces slightly misshapen. I get so, that with every holiday, every vacation I go on. Though. I thought you were going to say with every puzzle you buy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> manufacturing is really, the quality of manufacturing yeah. has really gone down at fucking Fisher Price or whoever makes puzzles now. So you, you feel that with every, I think it has to do with expectation. Right? It's all to do with expectation. Well, no, it's, more, it's kind of like uh, with New Year's and Christmas and all of that to July 4th or whatever. It's like the, the, the social obligation to have a good time the sort of the pressure to have a good time and like if for whatever reason you're not having a good day or something goes wrong or tons of things go wrong or you're just not happy then you feel that much worse because you know that this is your one chance per year to uh make the most of something and have a great time and if you're not then you feel yeah that much worse about it i mean there is one thing i can say which is that i have had y- unanimously not unanimously but i've had Maybe five or six consecutive shit birthdays. <laughs> Just terrible. Yeah, Every birthday of mine is like, I dread it. It's usually the worst day of the year. Yeah. No, I'm kind of... And I think it has to do with the fact that, yeah, like you said, it's too many expectations going into that. People always ask you what you're going to do for it. Well, yeah. Nothing, so like this last birthday, my 29th birthday, I went out to Idle Hour and I had a sash on that said, birthday bitch. <laughs> and they wouldn't let me in. 
I started screaming at the at the doorman, Justin. I, started, I spit in his fucking face. <laughs> and I said, you're going to let me in. It's my goddamn birthday. He wouldn't, he wouldn't let me. Really? Yeah. Because you were wearing a birthday bitch sachet? Well, I had my dick out, too. Oh, well, that yeah, would do. Yeah. yeah. No, you, know that, you know that quote, uh, his face said, I want to die. His hat said, happy birthday, or something like that. No. Yeah. What quote is that? That's one of those, you Who know. That? I think it's actually used in schools as an example of irony. You know, someone looking absolutely miserable, but their hat says happy birthday. So that juxtaposition of a... It's kind of fun. Whatever, you know. But in your case, it would be like, his face <laughs> said, I want death. <laughs> his sachet said, birthday bitch. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I got a fun one for you. So there's this clown. It's thrombosis. Thrombosis, the horror clown. He, so he goes to his shrink. Wait, I messed it up. Fuck. We're bad today. No, 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 no. No, it's going to be good. Guys, listen to this one. So there's a guy. He goes to a shrink. He's not a clown. He goes to a shrink and he says... Wait, have you just given away the punchline? No, I didn't mean to. He's not a clown, though. He's very (laughs) morose. This guy who's definitely not a clown. (laughs) Yeah, he's not a clown. He's very morose. And he says, Doc, I'm morose. And the doctor says, oh, "Have you seen Joker?" It's the, he, he says, "Listen, it's the 18th century. We have just the cure for morosity, and that's going to see a clown show." Is that the punchline? No. And he says, <laughs> "That'd be a great punchline." He says, "Okay, so I'll go see a clown show." And mm-hmm. the doctor says, "Well, you're in luck because just got into town for a tour tomorrow night is Pagliacci, oh, the like, world's fam- most yeah, famous yeah. best." Most beloved, entertaining, fun clown, never has a problem in his life. And the sad guy says, but doctor, I am yeah, Pagliacci. I've heard that, John. Very good. What do you think of that? Yeah. This, well, I mean, the way you told it the second time, this guy who's definitely not a clown. The first time I said this clown goes into a shrink. No, I know. But now the way that you've told the joke is the guy who's not a clown. Yeah. <laughs> actually is. But. Yeah, well, it's a twist. That's called the twist ending. Yeah, man. I saw Jeff Ross. He's bald now. <laughs> He's been bald for a while. He's been shaving his head. It's not a good look for him. That's what you do if you're guilty of something. And honestly, he wouldn't head. stop giving it all this. Yeah. I'm doing a talking gesture. Yeah, it was yeah. like a... Wouldn't shut up. Right. Yeah. Okay. The sad clown. He is. That's what I was thinking of, is he is kind of the Pagliacci of North Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. The Pagliacci of North Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. I do like the rap game Pagliacci. <laughs> I want to start reclaiming the Pagliacci of podcasting. That's pretty good. I like that, man. I like Pagliacci. Okay, I've always, well, I say it ironically, but I do like that. that the Pagliacci quality podcast, too. I've, I like that joke. I think it's good stuff. All right. Uh, fucking let's move on, though. I'm, uh, what do we want to talk about? Well, we haven't really described what we can see. So we can just see the... Oh, yeah, this is what we're getting back to. Yeah. We can Go just ahead. see the ocean from where we're sitting because we had to find an outlet. So Uh-oh. we had to sit a bit further back. But what we can do and what I've been doing for the last few days is people watching. Because you've got the boardwalk right outside the house. Yeah. So you can like stare through a window and just watch every fucking mm-hmm. gun coming through. You can also look on the beach. And uh, so far every night, I've been here two nights, I guess. And uh, there's been a drum circle every night. Really? Yeah. And everyone in the house. I'm here with my family, my wife, my kid, and all of that. Everyone's like, oh, wow, that's really nice. You know, all of they're, they're all just hanging around a fire, with yeah. it, doing their drums, and it's lovely. And I, this is why I have a bad time on holidays, because I can't yeah. fucking enjoy anything. And yeah. I'm, I'm up here, like, thinking, I've been playing Hitman on the PlayStation. I'm thinking about, like, sniper opportunities. 
Just, you know? oof, okay. <laughs> that's where my mind goes instantly. Right. I'm not thinking, oh, that's lovely. I'm thinking like, oh, look at these cunts. You know? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I that's, mean, that's why makes, I suck at it. Well, this does segue into something I wanted to talk about, which is you, you. I've been observing in the past hour that I've been here visiting with you. You know, you're you're a little out of step with your with with your environment here. I, I mean, don't fit in in <laughs> my own family. You really don't. I really don't. I'm just not that. Oh man, you know, that that kind of fellow. Um, and it's funny because it is. I mean, like you guys wondering. Hey, the great Sean from the poor quality, the great poor quality Sean. I wonder what his family must be like. They must be so crazy. No, they're very normal. Like it's exactly yeah. what you would expect from any normal family. They want to talk about babies. They want to talk about mortgages. Well, that's the thing because like, this is the first holiday we've been on with two babies in tow. Because yeah. my sister just had one six yeah. months after me. So the entire thing has been. Kind of having the same conversation about babies over and over yeah. again. Quite so, developed for their age. Yeah, yeah. So, and like, what are they eating? What are they doing? Like, I, you know, that's all, that's all fine. I understand. I understand. I, I just don't. I just don't care. I'm like wanting to talk about anything else. You know, the best moment that I witnessed so far was we were talking about the red light district here. No, the red lamp district, the gas lamp, gas district. lamp district, the gas lamp district in, here San, in Diego, San Diego. Yeah. It's like a nice little old town area. And it's I said, nice. Oh, what about the gas light district? And it crickets. It, it was crickets. Yeah. Crickets. And then Sean amplified it. A I tried cause bit. I thought it was quite a funny joke. <laughs> it's just not for the room, dude. Well, cause, no, cause yeah. my dad had said, Oh, the gas light district. Yeah, and yeah. I think Rachel or I corrected him. So oh, I was the gas lamp quarter. Yeah. And then Max comes in. Well, I would like the gaslight district. Yeah, and uh, imagine the nothing. gaslight. That's a funny premise. You can build on. We that. could have kept going with yeah, that. Yeah. You know, use all the doors are are miss the, the addresses are wrong in the gaslight <laughs> yeah, district. All the all the doors are like they open up to just broom closets. The and restaurants. Back. The restaurants yeah. all have signs saying closed, but they seem full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you come. You like go to one door, and then you come back like on the other side of the street, and the door's been completely painted over, like it was never yeah. there to begin with. The gaslight. <laughs> Just remove buildings all the time. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! It'd be awesome. <laughs> under the cover of darkness. <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, fantastic. I thought it was a funny joke. I was like, oh, we could get on with this, but no, yeah, yeah. absolute critics. Yeah, I we almost, thought that we were going to get a nice riff. I almost <laughs> felt like clicking my fingers, you know, being like, hey, hey, we actually had something good there, like, <laughs> guys. What are you talking about? Keep the, let's talking keep about the formula, idea, or? the idea yeah. ball going around. <laughs> That's the problem with with family is it's always a terrible room, like a terrible writer's room. You know what I mean? My mom can't riff for shit. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Every once in a while, my brother and I will riff. Right. My brother and I will riff, and if my mom gets in on it, she's just she's a little aspy. She doesn't right. get jokes. She just wants to be like, well, no, that's not correct. Yeah. Adele didn't choke on a chicken bone, and I, I'm like, I yes, get, she did. I get that all the yeah. time. With folk. I get that with everyone, though. So I think that's probably more my problem than anyone else's, where people are like, no, well, that's not correct. It's like, I oh, fucking yeah. know. I know. It's a joke. I'm joking. <laughs> No, oh well, it's not funny. So well, it's not funny now because yeah. you took it at face or, value. Or if you're have <laughs> if you do get a nice riff going, it's only a matter of time before your mom comes in and is like, Shh, "You boys have the strangest sense of humor." Oh yeah, and I get like, that. Yeah. Now I feel like a dick. <laughs> it so does. Like, it really, it dimi- like it really diminishes you, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. So well, all right. Here's my here's my humble contribution to to the to the room. You know. Yeah, yeah. Trying to make it make a little joke, make a bit of levity or whatever, and. 
No, but you know what you can do? You know, if you ever get sick of feeling that kind of like, oh, that fucking died on a side. Yeah. You know, if you get sick of that feeling, certainly in this house, what you can do is just point at the baby and go, look. <laughs> that would get a laugh. That would I, get a laugh I, got a little, I got a little joke in on your daughter. I, I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you did. You got a Count Sten joke yeah, in, yeah. yeah, which only one person got. Yeah, like, that's a problem. Yeah. Like, my, my shit's too niche. I know. Our pendulum <laughs> material fucking went oh, down. Oh, like it, a, it goes Went down like a lead bull of <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Well, yeah. No, so that's that's kind of what I'm doing. I, I feel that's families, man. It makes me feel fucking terrible too. Cause this has been throughout my life. Like this isn't <laughs> this isn't a new thing. It's like since probably about the age of like twelve or thirteen when I was properly developing my own interests or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'd go to you know my parents were really adamant. They I guess they didn't travel much when they were kids, so they like to take us to a lot of places. So we've been yeah. to a lot of really cool places. I can never fucking enjoy them. Um, <laughs> and I feel ter- I feel really bad about that because yeah. I'm like God. I'm fucking so lucky to have been to some of the places I've been, but I've never had a good time almost anywhere. Yeah. Unless I've uh, managed to get away on my own, I'm fine. Like if I'm just walking around a place completely by myself, I'm fine like that. But when it comes to like, I don't, I don't know. You know, I was actually just thinking to myself recently. Some of the best times I've had in my whole life have been alone. Like, I, okay, so. I, you know, you talk you talk about this on this podcast sometimes about my little girlfriends, but I was talking to a gal, and in the past I've talked to gals about this, and it often gets me a kind of concerned look because <laughs> I'll get this glow in my eyes talking about the best year of my life. The best year of my life was when I lived up in Sacramento, mm. and I was going to school, but I wasn't working. I was living off of my savings basically, and because rent was nothing. You know what I mean? Um, so rent was like $700 a month for a one-bedroom apartment. You know what I mean? It's right. so cheap. And so I'm just living. Don't really need to do anything. I was on unemployment because I got like unfairly laid off from a warehouse job a few months prior. So I was having a great time. <laughs> unfairly laid off. He got laid off because he was like, hey, have you heard the Pagliacci joke? <laughs> Yeah, I was talking trying about. to talk blue with the other factory boys. You know? <laughs> I got a good one for you. A hey ribald joke. I am, I am Pagliacci. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I'm hanging out, and I spent about a year. It was a little bit less than a year before I moved back, but I spent about a year just going to school. It's my first year of upper div, so I'm just reading fantastic novels. Just reading fantastic novels. Writing papers on those novels. I had cable TV at the time. And at night and the weekends, I'm going to the movie theater. And that was my <laughs> whole fucking life. I would see everything in the theater. And we had three or four movie theaters within like a 10 mile radius. So I would see everything in the theater. I'd go out and get lunch and dinner all the time. And I just, it was, that was it. I wake up, fucking read great books, watch TV. I DVR. I was, t- I was DVR and game show network. Like, and I would go, I'm not shitting you because I, d- I didn't have any friends at school. So I wasn't talking to anyone at school. I had a girlfriend. I only saw her on Saturdays. And honestly, it felt like work. That was like my one <laughs> shift of the week. That was your one obligation. Yeah. And then other than that, like I would go 24, 48 hour periods without even opening my mouth. Right. Oh, it was the best. I, I was mean, like a monk. That's when you know that you're not that you're kind of different. Is when <laughs> you know what you say that what really genuinely was 
something that, that was the best time of your life it was or great. that you really, really wanted, when you say it to other people, it just sounds miserable. Now, if you'd said, oh, the best time of my life was when I was uh, fucking backpacking through Thailand with a bunch of mates yeah. and fucking blah, 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 yeah. people would be like, yeah, right on, brother. But if you say, yeah, the best time of my life was actually, it didn't really cost me much. Yeah. It uh, was very attainable. I was in a pretty very garbage easy. town by most standards. It made me happy. Yeah. Uh, people were like, oh, that's depressing. It, yeah. Isn't that, isn't that fucked up? The people, uh, you have to have something I mean, fucking it, magnificent for people and to I'm, be. I'm presenting a romanticized version of it. I'm not even talking about all the time I spent doing commenting on the internet. I was posting. Oh, Dude, okay. I was a poster. But going back to... I was on the badassdigest.com we've, we've comment section. We've done enough of this. <laughs> this is Pantheon. Pantheon now. <laughs> fucking the, internet commenting and the best one, The and best fucking... year of my life. Oh, I thought you just meant... <laughs> nah, no, nah, no. Nah. But you know what? I've, I've been watching... Uh, me and my wife have been watching this show called Alone. Do you know that? No. On the History Channel. It fits in very... It's a very nice segue. If he hadn't mm. started talking about fucking internet commenting, it would have segued perfectly. <laughs> All right. All, All right. right. All right. So I'm going to segue it now. Okay. This show called Alone on the History Channel, which was kind of like a survivor-type show, but it's a lot more, quote-unquote, authentic. The, the premise of it, basically, is that they get these survival experts or people who at least have a lot of experience doing it, sometimes military, sometimes just hobbyists, sometimes people who do it for a living, park rangers, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. And they stick them all on, in the seasons we've seen, we've seen the first two seasons, uh, they stick them all on Vancouver Island, separately from one another they can't uh get in any kind of contact with one another they're miles apart separated by water mountains whatever uh they get dropped off with 10 items of their choice from a pre-approved list uh and camera equipment to film themselves and that's it goodbye yeah the only way they can tap there's 10 of them and uh they can tap out using a satellite phone they come and get rescued but other than that, they're just left to fucking live there. Left to build a shelter, left to fend off bears, left to fish. Wait, I, I missed the... How is this filmed? They film it themselves. The okay, contestants, okay, each yeah. each participant films it themselves. They get... Uh, I guess like they a get GoPro a course on how to use yeah. it. Get a bunch of... Yeah, they have like a 60-pound case of camera equipment. Yeah. They're told to film eight hours a day, I think. And uh, yeah, uh, so it kind of drifts between each participant and how they're doing. Oh, I'll tell you, man, it's fucking fascinating. It's really? fucking great. It's one of the best. I don't generally like reality TV that much, uh, but I do. I have a bit. I've always had a bit of a penchant for like survivalist things. I like Survivor Man. If you ever saw that guy, mm -hmm. Les Stroud, the Canadian dude, he did the same kind of thing where he didn't have a camera crew or anything with him. He just got dropped off somewhere and then filmed himself surviving there for seven days. But on alone, the two seasons we've seen, uh, the first one went up to fifty-six days. The last one standing was at fifty-six days. Uh, the second one was seventy days. So think about it. that's like two and a half months. Wait, is it a season long arc? Yeah, of the same each few season. People? Each season is ten people, new people. Okay, yeah. So but they, they don't ever interact with each other. Not during no, not during the actual show. No. Okay. Uh, they I think they meet each other. They do like a primer course I think beforehand. So right. They probably meet each other then, but they have no idea. It's kind of like solitary. You know, if you remember that show, they have yeah. no idea. Where the other people are necessarily, they can't see them. They but can't they are near each communicate. other. Near-ish, but Vancouver Island's fucking huge. Okay. Uh, so they're always, I think, you know, seven or eight miles apart. And I think they're given guidelines on where they can't. I think they're given like a kind of radius of where they can and can't go. Um, they really are on their own. And the kind of fascinating thing about it is, aside from the basic survival stuff, which I find interesting anyway, is the um, there's no narrator, there's no like presenter, it's not very TV-like, 
which is really refreshing. Yeah. There's no one being like, oh, come in up, you freaking dude. Here's a beer. They're talking head like post interview? They No. Hmm. Not really, except for the winner. Uh, they do a little follow-up with him afterwards. Usually, I, I say him because, well, let's face it, most of the time. Anyway. Um, it's for the boys. The first season was entirely men, and then yeah. I guess they got complaints, so they, they threw in some some ladies. But uh, anyway. sobbed after one hour. <laughs> Actually, on the, on the second <laughs> season, the guy who sobbed and left within 14 hours was the guy who was the most arrogant. That's kind of what I like from a purely that reality be, TV. <laughs> from a pure reality TV kind of gluttony perspective, that's the funniest thing. Mm-hmm. Is watching the you know the pre interviews with all of them and the kind of they you know kind of give you an introduction to all of them, film yeah. a bit of their home life and their yeah. experience and stuff like that. Uh, the ones who are the most cocky, the most arrogant, the most dickheadish, they are always so far. They are always the ones who fucking either get diarrhea and have to leave straight away, mm-hmm. or in this case, there was a guy in the second season who. Um, had this huge family for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. He like walks into his house and there's like fucking twenty kids like around. There's like cousins and fucking yeah. old people and and he's going on. They're like, oh, what, what if you see a bear? And he's like, oh, if I see a bear, I'd fucking like knock his lights out, man. Like that bear's <laughs> gonna be scared of me. Literally, like so fucking arrogant. He gets on the island, yeah. finds some bear poop pretty quickly, and shits his pants pretty much. Knowing that there's never a bear sees a bear, bear never know? sees a bear, never encounters one. Sort of tries to start building a shelter, but you can see he's just like looking in the bushes the whole time. Mm-hmm. He's like right on the shore, and yeah, he tapped out within 14 hours without ever wow. seeing a bear just from being a fucking pussy. Damn. The military guys tend to be the biggest pussies. So that's kind of interesting because mm. you see the pre, you know, the pre interviews, and you think, all right, the military guy, they're used to fucking rough training and stuff like that. Now, nah, what you don't think about is that military guys are used to, first of all, not being alone in the wilderness quite often. And secondly, if they are, they usually have guns or they have yeah. weapons to defend themselves with. So they tend to be the ones who are the most sure that they can handle it and the ones who can handle it the least. So that's always funny. But uh, what I was going to say, mostly going back to like being alone and not speaking for however long, they do speak because they speak to the camera and I think that actually helps them. But as it goes on... It's one thing to survive the elements there, like the weather gets really rough and uh, it becomes really hard to find food quite often and uh, all kinds of things can go wrong, sometimes hilariously. But the thing that always fucks with them the most is the solitude, the isolation. They really People who are really used to it even, after I'd say probably the first two weeks, they start going mad. And, uh, you know, there are a bunch of, like I said, there's no presenter, there's no narrator, but occasionally I'll throw up captions, like educational or descriptive ones when something's happening. And, yeah, a lot of the time it says things, apparently isolation can kill you. Yeah. It can actually affect your organs somehow. I don't even understand that. I didn't know that was true. I thought I know that solitary confinement in prison is notoriously a really, really unpleasant yeah. experience. It's, and makes people- it, Has it been deemed cruel and unusual yet? I don't think it has. No, I think it's still used. Uh, but yeah, there's evidence of people developing severe uh, psychosis within yeah. like 48 hours oh, of yeah. solitary confinement. Yeah. And that's with without, you know, fearing for the elements and fearing for your survival. That's just being shot in a room without yeah. anyone to talk to or anything to do or anyone to see. Um, so that's what these people start dealing with. And it's kind of fucking fascinating. But... There is a part of me that looks at that. Now, I, I would suck at fucking... In any kind of survival situation, I would fucking suck. I, from England, we never did camping or anything like that. I don't really no. know what I'm doing. But there is a part of me which would really like to be completely fucking alone. 
You know, even if you're in an apartment, you're not really alone. You don't feel that alone. I would really like uh, that. You know, at least at least the experience of it. And then you know, from watching that show, which I fucking highly recommend alone, you can find it on like Amazon, Netflix, and Hulu. I think I think it's on all of them split up. Um, that got me thinking about things like that. So I thought about Into the Wild. Do you remember mm-hmm. that fucking movie and well the book and then the movie? The book by John Krakauer. Uh, That's right. I yeah. never saw the movie though. Terrible fucking movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, the movie With completely. Sean Penn, right. Yeah, Sean Penn. Oh, fucking no, directed, directed by it. Sean Penn. Yeah, I, I don't okay. know if he had a screenplay credit, but um, the, starring so who, the, Emil Hirsch. Emil Hirsch, yeah, okay, who's yeah. everyone's favorite now from Killer Joe. Yeah, from choking yeah. his fucking publicist or whatever it was what? at Sundance. I'm not aware. of Yeah, this. he got like an early meet. Not uh, me too exactly. He, he went a little crazy. Yeah, apparently he was alone. at the Sundance <laughs> at the Sundance festival, he choked his publicist out, who's a woman. Uh, oh, anyway, no, yeah. no. so right. it didn't go too well for him, and his career has not done too great after that, but. Yeah, so fucking the, the book, I remember reading because I found it really fascinating because that Christopher McCandless guy, that's Alexander Supertramp or whatever he called himself, it, it's interesting. It's interesting that someone who was fairly privileged or affluent would decide to completely drop everything, quite literally burn his money, which is like a real dick move. Is that what he did? He burned his money. He burned he the donated. money. donated. He donated some. I think he donated a savings bond to Oxfam and mm-hmm. then burned any cash he had on him Pretty and funny. just took off. Took okay. off with the ultimate aim of ending up in Alaska, living off the land. Uh, so he turned, you know, he ra- roamed around a few different places. Uh, I think South Dakota, a bit of Nevada, Arizona, a lot of California. He ended up in Slab City at one point. If you know what, do you know what Slab City is? I do not. No, I'll tell you about that later. That's fucking mental. He um, died, did he not? He did fucking die yeah. because. Well, he wasn't particularly smart. So it's kind of odd that people idolize him. And certainly the Sean Penn movie directs it all like a music video, like a kind of MTV. Hmm. A lot of shots of him just standing, you know, with his arms outstretched. Oh, yeah. like he's like having a nature. great time out there. Yeah, he really doesn't have any major problems until he fucking dies. Now, in real life, no one knows how he died, really. It's sure. still kind of, I mean, it could be a bunch of different things because he went into Alaska into the, to live off the land in the wilderness completely unprepared without really much experience of that and in an area where even native Alaskans wouldn't live off, wouldn't try and inhabit, you know? Right. It, it was completely arid. And apparently he uh, developed an infection from eating the wrong kind of berries or he just lost too much weight and couldn't cross the river to get help and uh, or he hurt his leg or something like that. A bunch of things. But anyway, he was found dead about six months later from all kinds of things. Not smart. Well, not a smart way to die. Um, the Sean Penn movie kind of has that as a footnote. <laughs> Most of it's just about how awesome he is, uh, about how great he is, and how smart he is, it and how brilliant with him he is. Standing on a cliff with his arms out <laughs> in like a Christ pose. No, it does have him dying, but you know he kind of uh, fabricate. Well, not fabricates, but kind of guesses at how he actually died, and it's an honest mistake where a berry in a book looked similar to the one that <laughs> he, he dies that was of edible. In the film, was that's there what a toxicology they, report that showed that he was poisoned? I, th- I think that I, I think it's contested. Mm. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, they make it kind of a footnote. So it's like, oh, he's awesome. He's awesome. Oh, he finally made it to fucking Alaska. Wow, this is great. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Oops, he ate the wrong berry. Oh, well. And then he writes uh, something like, happiness is not happiness unless it's shared. Like, well, what the fuck does that mean? He's alone. Uh, yeah. And his whole idea oh, was, so I think, that to the... be alone. Oh, but, yeah, so apparently the... the last thing he... Wait, wrote, so which... he ends his life in regret? Yeah, which I don't think is true. I don't think that's actually 
something oh. that he did right. Uh, I remember the book being a lot more critical of him, which it I never absolutely read should have been. Uh, well, that's not a great conversation. You read it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, thought, I found the whole case pretty interesting, and I found it especially interesting that people tried to copy him after knowing how badly it went for him. Oh, and people no. have died in that same area of Alaska from trying to copy him. Um, it's kind of fascinating that. Uh, no, he was completely unprepared for it. But I think there is something interesting about the vagabond life and, uh, you know, relinquishing your possessions and not uh. not have, like, the less you have, the less you have to lose, the less pressure there is, uh, more money, more problems, right? But so I also, watching alone, got me thinking, got me thinking about <laughs> Into the Wild, but then it got me thinking about David, uh, Henry David Thoreau. Yeah. And Walden, which yeah. I'd read a bit of when I was a teenager, but didn't get very far in because it was fucking waffling shite. Okay. Well, <laughs> and it really, right. it really was at the time. At the time when I had no real, appreciation for i think what he was trying to say it really was uh, it goes on tangents all the time and some of them really don't relate very much to what was said right before you know he's talking about fucking building his house and then he's talking about like how annoying it would be to own a farm and it goes on for about two pages then it's like got these planks of wood for the cabin they look nice if you don't know walden walden is henry david throws i get did he call it an experiment or what it's just what he was doing yeah, I think he spent longer writing the book than he did actually living in the in the woods. He wasn't out there that long, was he? It was two two and a, two and a bit years, I think he said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yes, a nineteenth century writer, I guess you call it. Yeah, just writer, yeah. not exactly a novelist. I don't know if he did write any novels. No, no, no. He was just he was um, like he was like a transcendentalist. He was like one of these transcendentalists. Uh, like a, a thinker, yeah, yeah, kind of like a philosopher, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, he... Uh, the Noam Chomsky of his day. <laughs> but he built a cabin in the woods by himself for very cheap and uh, lived off... Well, I don't know if he exactly lived off the land, but he certainly relinquished all possessions and luxuries and stuff like that and said he need yeah. very, very few things to live. And the few things that we need... I think he says there's four. I think it's food, shelter, uh, water, and think, maybe yeah, one other thing. I think our listeners know. I think they're familiar with Thoreau's work. I don't know. I honestly don't. Know. I, yeah. I hadn't read Walden. I still haven't finished it. I'm reading it right now. Uh, How's it going for you so far? I enjoy it a lot more this time now mm-hmm. that I'm more aware of what you know. Maybe I've read more or heard more or been confronted with more similar theories because it, it did sound a bit kind of like douchey and patronizing. When I first read it, and I still get that kind of impression from him, it does seem a bit patronizing where he's kind of like, <laughs> you know, these fucking poor people complaining about not having any money. But it's like, try, why don't you just try having no money? You know, and it's like, well, you really don't. And he, yeah. you know, famously never married, never had a child or anything like that. So he clearly couldn't relate to the idea of like, yeah, you can't just fuck everything off yeah. and try living in a cabin in the woods alone if you have a family not only a family of your own, but a fa- maybe a family that care about you. And so it's like maybe people didn't particularly care about him, you know. But it's not that easy. Like there are reasons in a society to live within it. Right. <laughs> and, uh, so it does come off a bit patronizing. But I also, you know, I admire it. I think it's interesting. I think he's probably right about quite a lot of his the more philosophical end of it. I think he's probably quite right about. What do you think? Um, <laughs> I've been rambling I, for fucking ages. So. I, I I don't know. I would probably replace. I remember reading him in college. Walden's pretty much the only book to read, right? Yeah. I know he has a bunch of others about just, fairies a, and wildlife. It's all but just yeah. 
But that's the main one, definitely. But I remember thinking his, just from a prose standpoint, I didn't like his prose that it's much. It's rough, yeah. But I did l- prefer Emerson. I thought Emerson was kind of fun. And they were friends, right? They yeah. were, they were I, like, seen as contemporaries. Yeah. Right, right, right. I haven't yeah. read any Emerson, Emerson, so I, I would recommend taking a look at a collection of Emerson essays when you're done with that. He was fun. He was, he, he wrote very nicely about nature and whatnot, but he didn't make a whole to-do of it. He would just yeah. kind of stroll out and write about how fucking cool nature was, you know? Um, I don't know. All those transcendentalists can pretty much suck my balls as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. Fucking- but what you were just saying, well, not yeah. just, but about 20 minutes ago, what you were saying about how the best year of your life was subsisting and not needing very much and not especially well, ambitious kind and not, of, but also it's like i you were comfortable I, but, but but i was living entire i was replacing humans with 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 objects i was taking all my joy from books and films and and the internet and but that's kind of what isn't he's sort of suggesting that too isn't he yeah solitude and isolation are actually but good he, for i you think and, he's much more about nature and, yeah, yeah no you're right i don't think he had in mind that you know in a couple of in a hundred years or so that someone would be like yeah i did the same thing i just stayed in my apartment and watched fucking yeah pen sunday school <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, i don't uh, even remember what i was watching back then. i was like dude you didn't yeah i, I watched just all like of you. adventure time i'm just like you thorough <laughs> i was watching seven or eight dvr'd hours of the chase on game show network <laughs> with the big fat british guy who's real good at trivia are you familiar <laughs> with the chase Fat British guy is good at trivia. No. Oh, yeah. So they had this show on Game Show Network that I loved at the time because I had a DVR. That was the very exciting thing about it. Maybe that was really the real key factor. Maybe <laughs> I should just get cable because I loved having cable when I had it for a year. And I had a DVR, and so you could just record whatever hot garbage you wanted. I was watching Tripping with Allie in Georgia. I was, I mean, just shit. Absolute shit. I never watched anything good. Except, like, I would uh, DVR movies off of, like, Turner Classic Movies or whatever. Right. Uh, But one thing that I loved watching and would try to, like, season past DVR, like, every time this airs record it, was a game show called The Chase. And it was a trivia game show where they had to square off against this this one fat British guy. It was a team of three contestants versus... A, a British man whose shoulders, from shoulder to shoulder, was probably 14 feet. And he would come out and wear a suit, and he'd be like, oh, yeah, oh, I'm ready to... It was like, they you know, they had all the, like... They had, like, the trash talk that clearly a team of writers was like, say this. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you know, you may be a teacher, but I'm about to school you. It's like Gordon Ramsay's fired writers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, it, it was so they good. Up that job. It was so good. But it was all just, it was true. It was good just shit. Tri- Why was it called The Chase? Oh, that, well, that I mean, gives you a much different image of what the kind of show will be. I'm yeah, imagining like having tail. to... Yeah, I'm imagining, you know, like a cross-country type adventure show. Uh, the, no, it no, was because... actually just asking a fat bloke some... The reason is because the final round of the show, there was a bunch of stuff leading up to it that I won't bore you with, but the final round of the show was basically a square off between whatever contestants were remaining on the team. And so this guy, who's a trivia master, they put 60 seconds on the clock and they asked him as many trivia questions as he could answer in 60 seconds correctly. If he got it wrong, he could just say pass or he just wouldn't get the point. Yeah, like Mastermind. Oh, it's a British show. Maybe. Yeah. Well, this I think this started as a British show. Maybe it was Mastermind. No, Mastermind's in a studio. and This you, was a studio. Oh, but you, you go up with a subject of 
interests and they ask you lots of questions on that? No. So it you was, go up and it was say, like, I know architecture, and they'll ask you. No. Yeah. no okay. No, well, the same like format, that. though, 60 seconds, you can but, pass, whatever. But this fella would do it, and so say he answers 24 questions correctly in 60 seconds. Well, that's the chase then. So it's now incumbent on the on the opposing team, the contestants of the show, because he's a mainstay. He's the game. Right. So the contestants then have to answer 24 or more questions to complete the chase and win the game. If they can't answer, so however many he does, they have to do that many and more, or else they lose the whole game. Right. It was the best show. It still <laughs> is the best show on television. <laughs> well, I'll have to look into that. I mean, I haven't seen it in a while. It was on Netflix briefly. Yeah, it fucking rocked. Oh, I loved well. the chase. I could sit there and watch the chase for hours and just eat a Seven Eleven tuna sandwich and a triple X vitamin water and just be happy as a pig and shit. By the way, I know. Sorry, I know. There's I like seem orange distracted. glow coming from yeah, the, the people below. Let's, you heard let's of fire in there. the sky, but fire is this is ground. fire on the ocean here. <laughs> All right, hold on. I'm gonna piss real quick. So okay, um, yeah, I'm gonna get some lights on up here. Yeah. Are we recording? We're still recording. Yeah. I remember hearing crack a bottle by him. <laughs> no, let's not. Let's not. <laughs> I thought it was a joke when I first heard it. Crack a bottle by Eminem. It's, it's a so terrible bad. song. But that was like his comeback. Yeah, that after, was what was so crazy about after it. After a bit of absence, he comes back. It was a song. I think that was the first one released, Crack a Ball. And fucking, I remember he did it. He performed it on like Jimmy Kimmel. And there's a line in it that goes like, where's the robbers? He's mm-hmm. got the robbers. I noticed there's so many of them, man. There's really not that many of us. Yeah. And uh, on Jimmy Kimmel, for some reason, you probably still find it on YouTube. Yeah. When that line comes up, it cuts to this fat bloke in the audience singing along and like fist pumping so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Where are all... the rubbers? Yeah, someone give that fucking guy the rubbers. <laughs> I remember this is a weird story, a little personal, but one time when I was very young, because that song came out when we were young. We were like 18 or 19 when that came out. Yeah. And I had just had a, a questionable sexual encounter. And I, like, where's the rubber? And I was, and I was like having a meltdown about it to my friend, and he, like, in all sincerity, was like, "You need to calm down. Nothing's gonna happen to you as long as you had the rubbers. Where are the rubbers?" <laughs> and it did that's not- what you were about to say. He was trying to calm. He was like, "You need to calm down. Listen to this dope ass tune. <laughs> no, was- Crack a bottle. Watch your body wop off." He said that to me, and it was so not appreciated at the time that he was making "Where Are the Rubbers" jokes. But in retrospect, I was like, he was right because I was really being a bitch. <laughs> Um, I, I'll say this. Uh, yeah, the fuck it. Why do I always start sentences with I'll say this? I'll say this, though. I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. Um, but anyway, so the fucking, um, yeah, the the relapse thing had some of the worst songs in not just Eminem's discography, but probably all, all in, of hip-hop. in music history. Yeah, yeah, really In bad. recorded history, yeah. Like, the, do you remember the, it's 3 o'clock three a- in the morning. No, it's 3 a.m. in the morning. It's 3 a.m. in the morning. Body's <laughs> all up over the floor, and I don't know how I got this, so then guess I must have killed him. I know, it's like killed the most him. soft cut fucking. <laughs> it's like a horror car. Compared to, like, if you go back and listen to Eminem, 
early, uh, uh, like, you know, the Slim Shady LP and the Marshall yeah. Mavis LP. I know I sound like the biggest fucking, like, honky talking like this. If you go back and listen to the early work actually, of Eminem. Eminem is pretty good. He's actually yeah, really great. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, I don't like yeah. much hip-hop, but Eminem really does it for me. I That kid can rap. Top kid five can... greatest rappers. Eminem, Mike Shinoda from Linkin Park. <laughs> Vanilla Ice. <laughs> yeah, no, but you know, that, guy can, that guy can flow. Do you Flowbots? No. I can ride my bike with no hands. Handlebars. All right. You don't remember that song? But if you go back to All early right. Eminem and listen to it, it's kind of amazing that those albums did so well as they did. Because they did fucking well. Uh, they were popular and you listen to them. Relapse won like, a Grammy. No, I'm, I'm not, not talking joking. about, I'm not talking oh, about okay. Relapse. I'm talking yeah. about the early ones. Yeah. Uh, you know, Slim Shady, Marshall Mathers LP, the Eminem show. You listen to them, it's like, fucking hell, this would, not, this would be considered like extreme music nowadays. Oh, it's yeah. incredibly, you know, like rough and fucking violent and offensive mm-hmm. and shit. But then you know when he, when he comes back with relapse and he's like yeah I'm back to like my darker slim shady roots and he's like it's three a.m. in the morning and there were some fucking bodies and I think I killed them you know like <laughs> might have been me <laughs> yeah he's whereas, like literally he's like the family circus comic of rappers where he's like wasn't me yeah whereas before <laughs> it was all about like you know slitting sluts throats with a fucking yeah. chainsaw and shit. it's Eminem <laughs> in a in a one square panel in the Sunday funnies with a little track mark going all through the neighborhood with dead bodies and the mom is saying who killed all these people and he's going I don't yeah. know he's wearing a Jason mask and shrugging yeah I don't know <laughs> and his little ghoul with a knife whose name is I don't know very <laughs> good <laughs> All, all right, my family see. circus fans out in the audience. We're not hearing. Well, we're not hearing much. Uh, much Eminem here. What, what we do here? I actually. Well, you're not hearing anything here. But when you're down by the boardwalk, you'll hear people going by on bikes all the time, yeah. and they have speakers oh, on their bike. Well, take three guesses for what you think the top three might be. I think okay. you'll probably get them right. Summertime, rock. No, no, no. Not specific songs. Oh, well, Sublime. Yep, number one. Okay. Um. Oh, uh, Sublime. What's another good San Diego beach music? Um, boy, I, I feel like it's right there in front of me. I want to say like... Dang. Two of them are obvious. One is a little less obvious, but quite not funny like, when you hear Not like Real Big Fish or something? No, 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 no That's no. a little old now. Sublime covers the scar part. Dave Matthews Band? No. no. Um, I'll tell you the second. Bob Marley. You hear a okay. lot of Bob Marley. All right, yeah. All right. Now, third. Everything is going to be all right. Third yeah. is the fucking Hamilton soundtrack. <laughs> I shit you not. Democracy. We're yeah. rocking, see? <laughs> it's time on the beach, you see? I finally watched, because I, I, I never wanted to pay up the fucking money or, or go through the hassle of trying to see it live. It was too hard. Oh, yeah, you don't have $7,000 laying around to go see And then I don't have time to, you know, wait outside yeah. a theater for a fortnight. So... Uh, I never saw it, but I did listen. I, you know, I kept hearing all these great things yeah. about it, and I kind of had to listen to it. So I listened to it, and I thought, "This sucks." It's the electoral. This is college. fucking awful. Like that's what I thought. Yeah. But I also thought to myself, "All right, it, it that's just the recording. I yeah. understand that you need to see the whole thing, and that will really make it pop." But they just released it uh, on Disney Plus. They just released the um, mm-hmm. the filmed version of it. My opinion has not changed. You if know, anything, it's a little worse. It's it's like you know what what really bothers me about it is when we were in history class in school, a teacher would sometimes show you, you know, like some like video schoolhouse rock rapping. Yeah, it was like yeah. a video where it's like making history cool, you know, making history fucking <laughs> rad or whatever, and they would involve like you know getting fucking 
Henry the Eighth to rap something, you know, or something like that. That's what it reminded me of. And there are whole bits of I know it's like a well, quote unquote, sung through or well, it's rapped yeah. through. Yeah, yeah. But there are whole bits which just feel like someone's made a Wikipedia page rhyme. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like fuck it. He was born here, and his father was this, but his mother was that, and he wanted to do this. So right. later he went to this school, motherfucker. Well, they don't swear, but uh, yes, that's the other thing. It's hip hop. It's all clean. I, I don't like clean okay, hip hop. Okay, okay. Unless it's right. uh, the Sugar Hill game. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> but I you can go, go to with. 1776, and the food <laughs> just ain't no good. <laughs> I'll just, I mean, I'll Jefferson just, known slaves, but, <laughs> but I'll he was say a this. noble I'm, man. I'm a Hamilton defender. I like Hamilton. I don't fucking I get think, it. I, I try it. I try I think that first of all, I I hear you. I won't defend it too hard. I'll just say, don't look at it as a rap album. Look at it as a musical, because that's what it is. I'm not looking at it as a. Rap. I know exactly what it is. I know, it's but poor I'm, nevertheless, it's not poor. It's a good <laughs> it musical. Poor. Like, it's a good musical. It's a good musical. But even like the staging, and the, there was nothing interesting going on. There's a ton of people. Well, on I never stage. saw. I haven't seen the video of it. I'm just oh, going based right. on the soundtrack. Oh, you should. Eh. It's good. Uh, okay. Two discs. It's sung through like Les Mis. Yeah. It's like it's like Les Mis meets Jesus Christ Superstar meets Sweeney Todd. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> With Meat. a little bit of history. Meets vanilla ice. With a little bit of education. <laughs> hey, one time for your mind, the oh, fucking electoral Jesus. college where we drop knowledge, the states get I, delegates. To be yeah, fair, I, like, did, I, did, I, like I that, didn't though. watch the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, I watched about 15 minutes and couldn't okay, take it. Okay, so you just didn't I watch it I couldn't take anymore. <laughs> I did hear the whole album. <laughs> I heard the whole album. So okay. I, I, I have seen more than you have of it. I heard the whole album and I watched What do you mean you've seen more than I have? You said you didn't watch the video. Okay, you've seen with your eyes. Yeah, you with mean. my eyes, yeah, I've okay. seen more of it, and I have heard I've the whole album. I've seen bootlegged footage. So. Okay, well, I have heard the whole album and didn't like that. Saw 15 minutes of it and got a very strong feeling. I think you should. First of all, gonna... that's like the first tr- the first number, the opening number. <laughs> it's only like is six like... or seven minutes long, <laughs> yeah. so you didn't get that far in at all. I got the first into, number. Is no, like, I got into where you know he's like looking for a fucking um, yeah. It's cool. It's not and Lin Manuel the fucking fella Lin Manuel Miranda. Yes. Now, I'd already soured on him by the time I got around to listening to the album. Right. Because that guy is too fucking ubiquitous, and he's shite. People are not happy with him. I'm a defender. Are they not? No, no, no one, one likes that started. fucking guy. That's not tr- that manifestly untrue. People thought okay, he was a right. living genius. No one, like, no one quote-unquote cool They think he's guy. like Mozart. They really do. They like <laughs> thinks he's like. Mozart. They fucking do. They like he was a fucking genius though. You Even know he wrote his, his first musical ardent. when he was like fucking. It's like no. He sucks though. He's, he's he doesn't. Suck. He's a terrible rapper. Like to cast himself. If he just written that musical and he was a relatively young guy and he was like, let's do a rapping musical about fucking American history, I'd be like, all right, whatever. But the fact that he put himself in it despite being remarkably poor at rapping. He's very good at rapping. No, he He's isn't. Perfectly is, good at rapping. He is not perfectly good at rapping. There's a. Do you think he would ever do an album? No, because he likes to write musicals. That's not his thing. Like, but also because he knows he, he would be a show, fucking he destroyed. He did have a show called Freestyle and, Love Supreme where he would just make up raps with a couple other rappers. Like he's a good rapper. I'm sure he'd make them up. Yeah, like like all those freestyle shows are absolutely freestyled. Yeah, <laughs> oh, he'd make them up if on the spot. Improv, yeah, like, look, I saw. Oh wait, wow, this beat. I don't know no, if I can hang you. on. Let me let me no. let me see if I can get something. And then it's just you. like. <laughs> <laughs> did you know that Hamilton was freestyled? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> the entire thing. Yeah. They didn't it's even know about they history. Were recording. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing they were really accurate as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Fuck you. Because I mean, I've seen Wayne Brady rap. No, don't laugh at me. I've seen Lane Brady <laughs> <laughs> rapping. I've seen Richard Simmons go And I was it. like, I was like, that's impressive. He's doing a lot of rapping that is made up on the I'm spot. I'm not saying that there are that those people don't exist. They absolutely do. But when it comes to like, especially Eminem, yeah, because every now and then a video will turn up of him quote unquote freestyling, well, and no, it's like, of course. no, I'm sorry, you don't freestyle rhyme like. Uh, there was one which I heard. I was just like, there is absolutely no way that even the smartest well, wordsmith would come up with that on the no, spot. No, of course, but that's <laughs> because... Like a double entendre and a fucking but that's uh, internal rhyming. I'm like, no. But that's different. Different to what? Well, because freestyle rapping doesn't mean making it up off the top of your head anymore. That's what it's supposed to mean. I but, know, but it doesn't yeah. mean that. It hasn't meant that since like the 90s. Now it means we're not in a studio exactly. Yeah, it's literally. Yeah, that's literally <laughs> well, what sometimes it means. Sometimes we yeah. are in a studio. It means it's well. Eminem walking around pacing in front of the camera being like, Donald Trump. I don't like yeah, this guy. One. Oh, he's God, a bitch, no, sure, and I yeah. don't think he's fly. <laughs> <laughs> he's like doing grade school rhymes now. Your hair looks like piss. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's not, he's, he's not even rhyming anymore. Cotton like, candy piss. You're orange. <laughs> you're fucking orange, and I know that door hinge is the only thing that rhymes with orange. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if he was like, orange man, bad. <laughs> Especially what that was. Sir, so. this is a Wendy's. <laughs> it's doing all the, like, all the Trump replies on Twitter. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, no, I mean, fucking Lin-Manuel Miranda. Are you doesn't, familiar, with, impress are you familiar with Jeff Tiedrick? No. He's this guy who's literally famous for just replying to Trump on Twitter. Uh, can we not? Yeah. Yeah, all right. We won't we, get we, into Come it. on, let's we pants the on we're having a good internet time. culture. Yeah, we're having, we're having a good, a good time. time taking the piss out of <laughs> Lin-Manuel <laughs> Miranda right, and his right. fucking shitty work. I stand by Lin-Manuel Miranda. And um, did, you, did you see the video of him beatboxing about feminism with Emma Watson? Listen, I stand by... <laughs> I stand no, by him. did you see that fucking show? Listen, I stand by him. You don't need to start bringing in the dirt. It's the most self-congratulatory fucking shit from two... Listen, I, yes, I saw Unaccountably him. famous people being God. like, oh, God, we're awesome. They have an interview about uh, feminism before it. Then he beatboxes about it. Look, I <laughs> or saw... Or she beatboxes and he raps, or one of the other... I can't remember. It's fucking... One of the I worst saw a thing on Twitter today. <laughs> I saw a thing on Twitter just today. I don't give a shit. This is like, you know what? I still like Lena Dunham. So I, 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 I'm, I'll be, I'll sit here and defend these well, fucking people. I think people. she's fallen far more out of favor than Lena Miranda has. Well, yeah. Lena, no one likes she, her she went, She went ahead and well, she fucking, her sister. <laughs> not only that, but like, you know, she was a big Me Too person until it came to someone she knew. And she was like, oh, no, that guy didn't do it. Yeah, that's, she was like, believe yeah. nine out of ten believe women. women. Believe women, believe women, and then believe it's like, what one. about this? And she's like, bitches lie. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Which is absolutely fair enough, and hey, I'm not opposed to someone coming to I was senses, literally just but... talking about this to someone last night, and she was like, Lena Dunham's garbage. She molested her sister. And I was like, started to defend it. I was like, it's a little more complicated than that. It's more that. complicated. Shoving your rocks in, <laughs> shoving rocks in your infant it sister's is, It vagina. is more complicated than that. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, if her sister it's is still friends thing. with her, like, her sister doesn't feel molested. It's not my place to tell her sister. But at the same time, I'm like, why am I sitting here defending Lena Dunham? Why didn't I just go, okay, and just move on? Why do I feel the need to... I don't know. I'm yeah. s- but anyway, <laughs> All right, so well. like Lena Dunham, Lin-Manuel Miranda, yes, I did maybe on Twitter today see that he's 
He's he's doing a live streaming in conversation with Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, <laughs> he writes good musicals. Just no, just, he fucking does. Yes, he does. <laughs> no, he does. Yes, he does. Hamilton is good. In the Heights, is, in the Heights is good. I couldn't tell the difference between one song and the other on that. Fight. Like, unlike it's sung through, it's an opera. No, I know, but Les Misérables is also sung through. It has very, very distinctive numbers. Hamilton, I know what you're going to point out and be like, "Well, that one's distinctive," but it's like, no, I couldn't tell when the tracks changed. <laughs> No. Because it's all the same tone of fucking even, rapping like this about history, dude. Even Robert, <laughs> our audience member who hates Hamilton and will agree with Good you on this, him. even he loves In the Heights. So, See, I don't know about In the Heights. I don't know. So at the very least, at the very least, most people will agree that Lin-Manuel Rand has written at least one, not just good, but great musical. I think he's written two great musicals. Okay, but most well, people, even his most ardent detractors, will will like at least one of the two. And by the yeah. way, there's an In the Heights movie coming out this year. Oh, no shit, yeah. Or there was supposed to be. I don't know if that got pushed back or not. Oh, if he gets fucking canceled, that Lin Manuel. He will. It's coming. No. It's coming. He doesn't have a dick. Yeah, he's, he's an dickless. angel. You're right. But... He's an angel sent from heaven, so he has no genitalia. He's just smooth down <laughs> sent there. Sent from heaven to teach us basic <laughs> American history. <laughs> in verse. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah, dude. He's the bard of his day. Oh, Christ. <laughs> he's Shakespeare. Fucking imagine, like, you know, the proper... <laughs> He's in verse. Like, somehow, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure style transporting Shakespeare or any anyone, really yeah. Milton, fucking anyone from yeah. that era, and saying like, "And here's what you inspired." Yeah, yeah. And it's like Jefferson was a dude, <laughs> <laughs> bitch. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean he he's... had hair. Can you imagine their life? <laughs> But he wore a wig, motherfucker. He's like, chattel slavery was not on fleek. (laughs) (laughs) I personally think it was kind of weak. Washington would pull out their teeth and put them in his mouth like wooden teeth. Burr was a Nazi before Nazis were cool. But Nazism isn't cool. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) We are. I can't even say his fucking name. That's how much I hate him. Uh, he's good and you know what else he was good in Which Mary Poppins fucking, yeah, yeah he was good in asshole. Mary Poppins asshole anyone <laughs> worse than Dick Van Dyke for that I mean Dick Van Dyke was good too everyone talks shit about his British accent but yeah, it was at least accurate. it was charming Lin-Manuel Miranda he looks like he's trying to fucking molest you whenever he, he has that kind of face he has that kind of Vincent Gallo pedo face you know where <laughs> Vincent Gallo you know Vincent Gallo from the brown bunny yeah. And like fucking what's it called? Buffalo sixty six? Yeah, 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 that yeah. dude. Yeah, they look they, they have the same kind of sunken eyes and kind of creepy He does not look like Vincent Gallo. No, they have the same energy is what I'm saying. <laughs> no, they don't. Yeah. Anyway. No, Vincent Gallo's hot. <laughs> I don't know about it. Vincent him. Gallo does have a dick. Yeah, that's We've true. seen it. <laughs> we have literally seen it. Chloe Seven Right, is that seventy on the end of it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's crazy. Is there I any really other, like that movie? Is there by any the way. other unsimulated sex in movies? Tons. Yeah. What are you talking about? Lay it on me. Give me some titles. I think all of Gaspar Noe's movies, to some extent, mm. certainly love. Which yeah, I've just but, but, seen but that's is, different. How is that different? Because he use he clearly uses body doubles for love. No, no, no. 
I'm thinking, of, I'm, thinking of, I'm thinking of Antichrist. Yeah, but that's another right, last right. one. True, has plenty of real sex in his but, movies. But it's body doubles. Uh, mostly, I don't think Willem yeah. Dafoe actually was sticking it in Charlotte Gainsbourg in the beginning. No, of it Antichrist. wasn't. Uh, last one. True, did say though that Willem Dafoe was willing to use his own penis for the hand job I come blood bit. Yeah, but Charlotte uh, Gainsbourg wasn't. No, comfortable. no, 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 no. Charlotte Gainsbourg is fucking up for it. I think she did a lot of stuff for real yeah. in that movie. Uh, you know, she actually fudding, cut her clit off with scissors. <laughs> yeah, that too. She is now clitless. <laughs> yeah. Dedication to your art right there. No, uh, uh, but, so apparently, according to Bontrier, and he is known to make shit up, he said that Willem Dafoe was willing to use his own penis for that scene, but it was so large that he thought it would have been confusing on screen. <laughs> that sounds false. <laughs> it does, but... Willem yeah, Dafoe is known, was, he is known to big. he is known to have a, a very large wanger. You can but, see that because he has he's so gaunt. He, like yeah. the blood is somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can see it a little bit in Last Temptation of Christ. It's kind of yeah. I, haven't, on the I cross. haven't seen that movie. Who does he play? Jesus. Who do you think? Willem Dafoe plays Jesus. Yeah, in Last Temptation of Christ. It's fucking Are you great. serious? Yeah. Should I watch that movie? It's great. Okay. It, it, it's the. The last third of it, the actual temptation part, is the best part. I honestly, the rest of it's a little janky. But I love Willem Dafoe. He's good. Oh my god, the Florida Project. We talked yeah, about Florida it. Florida Project. Fucking yeah. rules in that movie. Uh, either way, real sex and movies. Yeah, there's fucking plenty of it. Going back way, 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 way back. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. I know a lot about it. Dude, yeah. <laughs> fucking Birth of a Nation. <laughs> Lillian really... Gish got railed out. By... <laughs> <laughs> no, I was really into censorship when I was young. I was like fascinated by it, especially in England. So yeah. and like what the guidelines were, like what you were allowed to show in a film and that. So yeah, I know a fair amount about real sex and movies. Uh, in the realm of the censors is a pretty famous one. From Japan way back in the day. Uh, a lot of like half porn films, you know, behind the green door and stuff like that. But, um, oh, have you been to the green door in Las Vegas? No. Okay, go on. <laughs> Don't Look Now is supposed to have a real sex scene What's in it. What's that? Uh, Don't Look Now, the Nicholas Rogue movie with uh, Donald Sutherland. And you, you never saw that where he mm. has, well, I don't want to spoil it. The ending is pretty famous. Really interesting. Uh, never heard of really it. Really influential. Never heard of it. Don't Look Now, you haven't heard of that? Uh uh-uh. uh. Where their daughter dies and they go to Venice and no, he keeps seeing his daughter walking around. This is fucking not even ringing a bell. That's crazy. Okay. Well, wow. Yeah. Anyway. Well, there's apparently seen, real uh, sense in that, but seen... I don't know if it is true. <laughs> Start trying to come up with a movie you haven't seen. <laughs> well, have you seen <laughs> Oh, really? Well, have you seen this? Oh, man. What's the, what do you think is the most obscure movie you've ever seen that was released? I mean, what? <laughs> not in terms it's of, like, obviously, relative. I mean, like, we're not talking about, like, fucking uh, uh, Dimension Infinity here. We're talking about, like, <laughs> a real movie um, that was released, but you think it's, like, I don't know anyone else who's ever seen that movie. I, 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 I can think of one. I can think of and a And I bunch. can't even remember the name of it. So. There's one called, I think, I think it's called Seda Wizard. Sado Wizard. Sado Wizard, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, it's, it's some, I think I think it's Brazilian, South American anyway, maybe Colombian attempt at doing like a, an August Underground type thing, but it's hilariously, is it <laughs> hilariously not, it's poor. It's not pulled off well? No, it's very funny in its own way. The, the most notorious scene is where a, shall we say, special needs guy gets uh-huh. victimized by a gang of bullies. <laughs> and it's just, when I say special needs guy, I mean... An actor, clearly a you know able yeah. able minded, able bodied actor, uh-huh. wearing a hat with a little windmill. On. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not even joking. And he's walking like through the forest or something, and he's literally going like da 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 like that. 
I think he's like I think he's got like uh, he's got like a paper ship or something that he's yeah. wanting to play with. And then this bunch of like I don't know, bullies, Nazis or whatever stop him. They like knock him down. There's one shot where they first knock him down and mm-hmm. they just show him lying on the ground and he's like <laughs> with, his, with his tongue hanging out the side of his mouth, and he's like, <laughs> and uh, with a beanie and propeller, yeah. with a oh beanie and propeller, God. and then it kind of well, they try and make it nasty, you know. They have him like, I think they cut his side open, and then one of them like sticks their cock in the wound and fucks it, and he's <laughs> like, so ah. they're, they're really going for they're it, really in trying, this movie. and it's fucking yeah. awful. I don't know anyone yeah. else who's seen that, but then yeah, again, I, I also, I, I also don't know anyone else who's seen a lot of those kind of exploitation movies. Um, yeah. Maybe my friend Aaron. Have you seen, seen a Goodbye, bunch of Uncle? Tom? Uh, it's like an Italian. I know it. I no, I don't think I ever did see it. The, the, yeah. One of the Mondo films, right? I don't. I don't know what a Mondo film is, but it's real it's, footage. Uh, no, no, no. It was fake. It was. All, it was Tom, really? It was a mockumentary where the, sure the premise fake? of the yeah yeah the premise okay. of the mockumentary was that these filmmakers get a time machine and and film slavery. I think that they use yeah, real it's, footage. It's Italian. Though. I've what the hell would they have real footage of? Slavery? Not real, no, it's not in black and white. Like, oh, not, okay. Yeah, no, yeah. but in Africa, there. Uh, yeah, in Africa, there's still slavery going I on. I can't like, imagine this was real. I don't. Know, I thought it came into the. I thought it fell. I mean, I, my friend Aaron, if he's listening to this, is probably going like, "No, you fucking idiot!" But yeah, uh, no. that film, I thought Mondo films tended to use film, like yeah. Adio Africa and stuff like oh. that. They tended to. They, it's kind of Italian exploitation that used real footage of. Oh, Aaron, if you're listening to us, ask us about good. Not ask us. Tell uh, good us. Uncle Tom, I'm sure he knows a lot about yeah, it. It's an Italian yeah. like. I, I maybe it is a Mondo film. I don't know, but it's an Italian like exploitation movie. I've never seen it. I've just heard of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just asking if you've seen it. All right. Well, I needn't have gone I'm, into it then. I'm trying to think of what's the most like disgusting film, like the most extreme well, wait, film I'm trying that to think you've of seen. My relationship to obscurity, because honestly, I'm very normy. Like, eh, well, there are things that you could say that you've seen that would be obscure to other people. Like, even the fucking comedy is pretty obscure to most people. You know? Sure, yeah, I mean, but it's not. It went to fucking Sundance or whatever. Well, because you know? there's a the thing is that there was like throughout my life, I would get excited about things that I thought were obscure, only to come to learn maybe a year later that like, oh, everyone knows about this, uh-huh. and just. Just people in my town that my that were my age maybe didn't know about it. Right. But, like, my first experience of that was definitely, like, trauma movies. Oh, I yeah. thought I was the only guy in town who... Maybe I was the only guy in town. Yeah, surely every college student watched those. Yeah, but I was, like, 14, yeah. 15. You know what I mean? So I was coming on to these things early. And then it's funny. I was just listening to um, a podcast just the other day. And these are very pop culture literate people. It was Tom Sharpling from the Best Show and Julie Klausner. Oh yeah, he knows his stuff. Yeah, and and they were and they were making a bunch of trauma jokes that were like, oh, they really know their trauma, and it seemed like just something they knew offhand. And I was like, right. oh, I'm a fucking idiot. You know what I mean? Like everyone <laughs> knows this shit. The other one I thought for a while that was really obscure was that movie San- Santa Sangre. Oh yeah. And then I was like, oh, everyone knows Jodorowsky, and that's not even his most famous movie. Right. Then I thought Forbidden Zone was really obscure for a while. It's- Pretty obscure, but it has a cult. Following. Yeah, it has a cult following. I don't think many. Your I was into person Cool World that, you know? for a minute. Uh, the the and ha- it was like kind of seen as a Roger Rabbit knockoff. It was Ralph Bakshi's last movie he directed. It was primarily live action. Anyway, well, it, Kim that. Basinger plays Hollywood. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. A Jessica Rabbit sort of stand-in. Well, when I was much younger, you know, uh, like eleven or twelve, mm-hmm. I thought. 
Well, again, yeah, it's, uh, obscurity is relative, right? So the kind of movies I was watching, basically, if I watched any foreign movie, that would be obscure to anyone I was around, you know? So Maybe, if yeah. I watched, like, Amores Peros at that age, and, <laughs> which I know is, like, yeah, a really, yeah. you know, well-known film, but we have a pet, at the time... Yeah, right? We have a pet at the clinic named Gael Garcia Bernal. That's the dog's name. <laughs> the dog's name. <laughs> That's, like, a great name for a dog. Because <laughs> Gael Garcia Bernal looks a bit he looks dog-like. A bit he looks dog-like. a bit and he was in yeah. a movie about dogs? What movie about dogs? Was he dogs? not in Amores Peros? Oh, right, yeah. 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 I mean, I, yeah. it's kind of about dogs. It's, yeah. not, not really. <laughs> it's got dog in the title. <laughs> there is a dog in it, yeah. yeah. Uh, dog fighting. But, uh, yeah, that and, like, I remember Itumama Tambien, also yeah. Garcia Bernal, yeah. and Requiem for a Dream, I thought was... Was he in that? No, he's not. But oh. he's in Itumama Tambien, not Requiem for a Dream. No, Requiem for a Dream at the time, I thought oh, was... Oh, you thought was obscure. Obscure, because <laughs> yeah. I'd heard about it through, like, my film magazines and stuff, yeah. but no one else seemed to know what it was. What are the normie obscure movies? Like, people are like, have you seen fucking... Yeah, that. Uh, Requiem for a Dream is a yeah, big Requiem one. For Donnie, Dream, Darko. Donnie Darko. Uh, the Galaxy Brain. Like, the people who grew up <laughs> to become Galaxy Brains right. were on a steady diet of Fight Club, Donnie Fight Darko, Club, yeah. The Boondock Saints... Requiem mm. for a Dream. What else? Let uh, me think. Uh, I mean, pretty. But Darren Aronofsky is kind of the yeah ringleader of this kind of stuff. Pie. They might yeah. have seen Pie. Uh, let me think. I know there are a bunch of the kids who were like, no I'm really into film, this? and they have like a Pulp Fiction poster on. Well, their a, wall. Serbi- a Serbian film to an extent. A Serbian film is one that that's a, lot a of classic people where people are like, like, it's the worst. Fucking you don't want to know. Oh, about yeah, you don't. Like, don't even look it up online because they'll fucking. Uh, they're tracking anyone who searches it on Google. Uh, it's that bad. And it's I really like, not. Like, it's, I do feel like such a cunt when I uh, when I talk like this because it is like it is like come on, dude. Like I'm, you, you know, I'm mostly happy that people are watching, especially if I think they're good. Like and even yeah, if they, even if they isn't good, even no, I know, no, but yeah. uh, if, well, I have better things to say about it than you do, probably. But uh, even if they're you know pretending that something's obscure when it really isn't. At least they're watching it, you know, if I think it's good. The problem comes when they're acting as if, like, (laughs) well, yeah. It's always that. It's always (laughs) that. Yeah, that that bothers me just on the next personal level. I'm like, oh, "Oh, fuck you. You have no idea. Yeah, it does. And it's just because I'm a bitch. And I'm like, (laughs) you don't know. You don't know movies like me. I've been watching, I've been reading the Wikipedia for Pink Flamingo since I was 14, (laughs) and I just got up the courage to watch it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that was a big one. I remember Pink Flamingos was one that I would uh, actively show all my friends Pink Flamingos. I love, well. It's such a good movie. Like, my friends loved, it was funny, because I did, I lived in this fucking podunk town, and just by virtue of the fact that we had had viewing parties of it, Pink Flamingos was a regular thing to quote in my dude bro beer pong playing friend group, which is kind of funny and cool. <laughs> That's awesome, yeah. yeah. Like, we would love it. We'd be like, you're a real fucking cunt, you know that? Like, all the all the great quotes from Pink Flamingos. We fucking love that movie. Yeah, yeah, John Waters definitely doesn't seem to be a thing that anyone talks about in England. That was always something that I learned, learned about from the internet. Interesting. Um, I mean, I mean, it was, he turned up as like a talking head on documentaries. But I would watch any documentary that the UK came out with about censorship or like banned movies and stuff like that. He'd always, always turn up there. as a talking yeah. head, being like, "Well, I don't think it's yeah. that bad." <laughs> um, I love, I love foreign movies. I'll even watch white subtitles in a snow movie. Yeah. That was always one of his quotes. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Yeah, the amount of like bits he repeats. Uh, yeah. We've talked about John Waters before. Let's yeah, not go that's back not into yeah, it. But, 
but I mean, it is kind of funny and cute, like looking back how, I mean, truly my friends were bros, like all wearing streetwear. I was like, I was a full normie compared to my friends. You know what I mean? Not a normie, like, like a nerd. Like I was like a nerd compared to so my friends. So you were like, you know, offering them little bits of culture. A little bit. Like, so you well, got these I, bros who were like, hey dude, did you ever see the fucking Howard Mod? Yeah, like literally like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we would movie. all be, because they, they were all bros, but they all had like, they were all smart, sensitive people in their hearts. You know what I mean? But it was just funny aesthetically. Did you ever see Hassan The donkey's fucking sad, bro. <laughs> literally, we need to help like, those guys. Literally like, I remember sitting there with my buddy Pat and like these, like I don't want to say my like my friends were not dumb by any means but they were just like the way they dressed and stuff and they would like they loved playing beer pong and right. and the variations of beer pong like four banger and all sure. this hanging out in garages smoking weed and playing beer pong like that was my life. Well, Juggy when I met him in film school was very yeah. much like you know I'm like Pwah. I mean Taxi Driver is the best movie ever made. Yeah, you know like that that kind of. But what was cool really... is my friends were like. Because of the stuff I'd shown them, they'd be like, damn, Irreversible's a crazy movie. <laughs> yeah, like, it is, dude. And, like, the, like, and the thing is, is like people talk down on those people, but if you just show them the movies, they'll like them. I like, know, most I of the time. Like, yeah. my friend Pat, total bro, like, you know, whatever. And, like, he's a smart guy. Don't get me wrong. He's a very smart guy. But, like, he came over to my house once and I was like 10 minutes we were about to go like get burritos or something and like we were like I was like 10 minutes into Ituma Ma Tambien and we both just sat there and watched it like in rap didn't talk we just got wrapped up in the movie and we were like this movie's really fucking good I watched Ituma Ma Tambien on a holiday in Spain with a friend of mine uh oh and your older lady friend as well was there. <laughs> no, but, uh, we went on holiday. We have we have a we had a family friend who, who moved to Spain, so we went and stayed in his house. And I brought a, a mm-hmm. friend of mine, male friend of mine, and yeah, at the age of thirteen, watching mm-hmm. that together. Towards the end, it was a little bit like, oh, are we gonna are we gonna fuck? It, there was definitely a little bit of weird tension. That I think that guy did turn out to be gay in the end. Um, I want to rewatch that movie actually. Yeah, it's good. It, <sighs> I've it's fucking it. bananas to me that I keep forgetting that that's fucking um, uh, what's his face Alfonso Cuaron. Yeah, because he started it's, sucking after that. It's so bizarre how different. Um, well, I mean, some people are like, well, actually, you can notice similarities in the way the gravity is fucking constructed. No, as, uh, uh, no I'm no. sorry, no. It's a time It's like a proper indie movie, and and it's, uh, great. And it's really good. <laughs> this fucking th- those characters, I still think I, about what all the time. I really wonder about though. What I really wonder about, because like Alfonso Cuarón, I'm like, okay, his movies are no longer for me, right? But fine, they're fine. They're not like totally bad. I think Gravity is pretty much overwhelmingly bad. I, well, I think, did he uh, do The Revenant? Was that him? No, or that's that uh, in Yeah, that's in Yeah. Uh, no, did, but, I mean they came from the same scene. I know, like, I know the same yeah. scene in Mexico. Yeah. What else did he do? Uh, Children of Men. I don't. Children of like Men. I thought was pretty good. Yeah, it's not for me. I, I, I think it's good for what it is. It's like a Boondock it's Saints fucking, type movie. It's, like it's, nah, it's far, far better made than Boondock Saints is. It's like right up there. It's with, incredibly like, impressively made. You got to yeah, give it that. Sure, of course. No, I mean that's the same with Gravity. It was impressive, but Gravity yeah. really sucked. Whereas Children of Men, I think at least had something to say and had- there's no more babies <laughs> <laughs> Michael no Caine's character was really good no one's I liked his character a lot yeah. <laughs> it's like this old hippie living in the woods being like watch smoke this weed and listen to Venetian snares <laughs> like the idea of getting an old Michael Caine to do that you know that's fucking great <laughs> what movie am I in <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> 
trying to figure out which paycheck's coming for this one rather than I like to think about you know what I really want to think about is Michael Caine in um my favorite role of his is he plays Ebenezer Scrooge Muppet's in Christmas the Carol. Muppet Christmas Carol, which is unironically a good movie. It's, it is good, it's good. Yeah. But I love thinking about him on set. <laughs> just, what are all these puppets about? <laughs> he's old. He probably, well, yeah. Mike, and he notoriously doesn't really care what he does. Michael yeah, Cannon. no, yeah. He's, he's, said, he's, like, know, he's a oh, working just actor. For, just pays for the house or whatever, yeah. but... Yeah, Muppets Christmas Carol, he probably did turn up first day having prepared a proper, yeah, yeah maybe he thought about the book, you know, thought yeah. about Dickens and stuff and like it. that. And then he turns up on set and he's, hi <laughs> opens the door and it's just like <laughs> fucking Muppets staring at him, <laughs> wearing Victorian clothing. <laughs> he's like, oh dear, <laughs> what did I eat? <laughs> you might be an undigested and, I was about cheese. to say, I was trying to pull the quote. I was trying to pull the fucking quote. That's a good, that's a classic Dickens reference There's there. more of gravy than <laughs> Grave about you. <laughs> I love that book, but did I? Did we talk about it on the podcast where I said that I'd been reading that? It's great because I never actually read it because it, it's so everyone knows the story so much because of how much osmosis is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's everywhere. You know, you can't not know that story. I don't yeah. think it's almost like a fable. Uh, yeah. But I didn't actually read it until pretty recently. I read it in a couple of sittings, and uh, it's fucking good. I quote it's really it all funny. The, I quote it. All, it is very funny. Yeah. I quote it all the time, but I, I love. Uh, I had never read any Dickens prior to reading A Christmas Carol, and I was shocked at how kind of lively his voice is. Well, I read The uh, Great Expectations in school, and that's no. less... We had no Dickens in, like, the American high school canon for whatever reason. Unless you were oh, in, like, really? an, an advanced class. Even, like, which Oliver I was, Twist or nothing? I was never in the advanced classes. Oh, okay. I was an idiot. Uh, but, like, so, yeah, that was my first exposure to Dickens, and... Um, I was shocked at how playful and lively it's his really voice funny, is. Really funny, yeah. Yeah, like I was the th- the part I always quote is the very beginning is like uh, was dead, does his doornail, doornail, and then he says, "I don't know the, why a yeah, doornail is considered dead, more yeah. dead than any other piece of metal." Like yeah. that's funny. Good it's, shit. Yeah. Right, hey, in the, right in there with a singer, Dickens. You're listening to the poor quality <laughs> podcast. We we are a culture a, a culture appreciation podcast. Your fucking bro friends are like, hey, you ever read fucking Christmas Carol, bro? <laughs> That's just good. Makes you think about what your future's going to be like, man. I love those guys. I just saw them recently. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Like, you can come to L.A. and meet all the allegedly smart, woke people you want, but there is no one with more true virtue than, like, some bros. Like, but lives matter, bro. I mean, like, really, but it's, like, it's not even a thing. Like, okay, here's a great example. I went home. You looking at another woman's ass? That's kind of sexist, bro. <laughs> it wasn't like that, but uh, it certainly isn't like that. That woke as fuck. <laughs> but, uh, it, like... I went home uh, recently and saw all my old friends, and what I didn't really realize until race became such a prominent part of the discourse recently is, like, I'm looking at my friend group, and I'm like, this looks like a fucking Nickelodeon show. (laughs) Like, I got... We got our black friend. We got our Puerto Rican friend. We got our Filipino friend. We got our Italian friend. Me, I'm fucking whatever I am. We got our English friend. Like we got, we got them all. You yeah, know what Indonesian, I mean? Indonesian. You got your Lebanese. You like got literally, your, like we got everybody. It's crazy. Guy, like the amount phone. of representation in my friend group is hilarious. And none of us are woke. Are like, any of you we, disabled? Ooh. Uh, well, how about I mean, gay? People have. Oh yeah, definitely gay. You got a few guys? Oh yeah, we got okay, we got cool. lesbians. Oh, oh okay. bro, our friend group overlapped with the local lesbian chapter. Because <laughs> we had a lesbian friend who's great. 
Uh, and she was actually a lesbian. We Mormon. all like pussy. That's cool, bro. Yeah, well, she was actually a lesbian Mormon, interestingly. Uh, but she would kind of veer us into the local lesbian chapter. And that's where I learned that lesbians are the most dramatic species of people in the world because they all date each other. If you live in a small town with lesbians, if there's a lesbian chapter in your small town, they've all dated and they're all mad at each other. I can't speak much to that. My, my wife definitely made it sound that way. Yeah. Know? Uh, so, and you can cancel me for saying that. I've already been canceled today, so I don't give a fuck. But, <laughs> but, um, so anyway, I was looking at my friends and thinking, like, just how, like, oh, it's funny. Like, all this stuff about wokeness. Every time you read about wokeness, it, it does seem like it's people who actually don't have any black friends. And they're, like, they, they think they're, like, a mythical species who, like, can't handle jokes or, like, are just constantly upset. Anyway, our friends... Our friend has this girlfriend, and she's a white lady, and so he's a white man. And he was hanging out with cornrows, right? <laughs> he put his hair into cornrows. <laughs> Not at the moment, but there was a picture. He took like a picture on his Facebook where he put his hair in cornrows, and it was everyone had a laugh. <laughs> and our friend, who is dark-skinned, not even black, but dark-skinned, so you could mistake him for black, uh, he, he was like, hey... I saw that picture of you with cornrows. And I was like, yeah. He goes, don't ever fucking do that again. That was fucking, you know, absurd. And a few minutes later, apparently our friend's girlfriend pulls him aside and is like, hey, do you, you said don't ever do that again. I just wanted to ask you, like, do you, do you think that was like cultural appropriation or? And my friend goes, no, I don't give a fuck about cultural appropriation. It just looked retarded. <laughs> it just looked fucking stupid for him to have blonde dreadlocks. It was so stupid. And it was like, oh, yeah, like that's how, I don't know. I don't remember where I was going with this. Yeah, where were you going with this? It was something about, oh, yeah, like bros are good hearted. Like they, they are, they are <laughs> truly like, they're kind of woke almost by accident most of the time <laughs> where they're like, yeah, like fuck, get out of here with that shit. I don't know. All right. Well. I miss my friends. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> uh, your friends up in Sacramento? They haven't seen no, they're not in Sacramento. Stockton, they're in uh, adjacent to Stockton. But now Antigua. you're in San Diego. Yeah. You're a little bit further from them. And yeah, I'm like sad. to get wistful. You're looking out at yeah. the ocean. <laughs> where are they? Somewhere <laughs> out there. There was a time where bros were nice. And they were kind of woke. <laughs> I dreamed a dream of John Waters bros. <laughs> I'm going to piss. We played beer yeah, pong and watched Alhan Balthazar. We watched House on Criterion. <laughs> All right, boys. It's just me and you solo now. I've always wondered if I could handle doing a solo podcast. I feel I have the confidence, although right now, to be totally honest with you, my confidence is starting to waver. I'm not in my element. I'm on a rooftop of a three-story beachfront home in San Diego, a vacation home. I don't think anyone owns this place. I think it's probably a timeshare. It's funny. We were we were talking earlier about, you know, Sean's family and, and the kind of the vibe in here. And I, I love, I adore Sean's family, but, um, it is funny. Cause I actually, when I was growing up, my family also had, well, my adjacent family anyway, had a, a beachfront home in Aptos, California, which is sort of near Monterey and Santa Cruz. But that side of my family is all Mexican. I'm, I'm not Mexican, but, but, 
it was one of the first times I had uh, venison. Actually, was we was when I was I was staying on a beach. What I was saying, Sean just <laughs> came the back. Fuck, if I wanted. To. I was just holding down the fort while you were gone. I was when doing I left, a you were singing. Podcast. When I come back, you're talking about venison. Yeah, yeah, bro. Protein diet. Uh, I was talking. You respect the animal you kill, bro. Yeah, you. you gotta, I only eat what I kill. Yeah. I was just talking to them about how actually when I was growing up, I had a beachfront home as well. I didn't have it, but my adjacent family had a timeshare. We don't have this home. I know, I know. <laughs> I, that's what I was no. saying. I assume it's a timeshare. Um, no, it's not. It's just like a vacation, like an Airbnb. It's just a rental, yeah. Oh, it's like an Airbnb. Yeah. Okay. No, I feel like timeshare. And timeshare. Well, I mean, Airbnb is kind Who of does just timeshares, and is anyone full for that still? Well, yeah, time your family kind of rule, yeah. Okay, <laughs> all right. Well, go um, ahead. You didn't see the Penn and Teller bullshit episode on scams. Timeshares are cool. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with a timeshare. Okay, go ahead. Anyway, um, I was talking about how I had a timeshare, and uh, well, I already told them, but how I was just talking about the different vibes because when I was with my family at the timeshare, it's it's like ninety percent Mexican people, and so. What, you, what, you're in the house at the same time? <laughs> it's, my, it's like my, my married-in family was all Mexican. On, oh, on that, I see. Right? I thought you meant you turned up at your time show and there's yeah. already a Mexican it was family there. Like, <laughs> Hello, boys. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just talking about the different vibe between the Anglo-Saxon timeshare and the Mexican timeshare. <laughs> That's all. Okay. What did venison have to do with that? That's on the white. We would have a big. That's on the white side. We would have a big. No, it was on the Mexican side. Weirdly, really? Yeah, I think one of my white uncles brought it. It was. Uh, it was <laughs> fucking hunting is a pretty Uncle white Roger. thing. Uncle yeah. Roger might have brought the venison. I remember that. Uh, but we were all. We would have a big communal breakfast. But then, other than that, it was just like the kids inside, the family out on the deck. Everyone's drinking beers except me. I'm drinking like diet cokes and sprites and whatnot. <laughs> Everyone's getting wasted, and you're sidling up with a big gulp, being like, "Yeah, it's pretty nice here, huh?" I would get excited when we would go to the grocery store because I'd be like, "Well, we're on vacation, which means we can buy cookies from the bakery (laughs) section if we really want to." Uh, All right, yeah. Where were your time? Where was this timeshare? It was in Aptos, California, which was uh, adjacent to adjacent to Santa Cruz. Ah, so uh, we would often go to. like the boardwalk, me and my brother and my two cousins. Right. Okay. <laughs> That's all. It was fun. The Santa Cruz yeah. Beach Boardwalk, if you've never been there. I've never been it, to Santa Cruz. Oh, no. as a theme park fan, Ugh. I think you would love the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. First of all, let me sing you the theme song. At the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk in the warm California sun. Boardwalk. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> took California girls and... Oh yeah, 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 it was. It was. Uh, well, I'm going to the beach where I belong. Wow, they probably had to pay a ton of money to. Yeah, oh yeah, they had money. All right, well, and they had all kinds of rides there. They had the haunted castle, uh, which was like their scary ride, and that thing used to scare the shit out of me. There's oh, a jump man. scare. I'm gonna warn everyone. There's a jump scare at the end with a werewolf. Uh, <laughs> there's also the cave train adventure, which had a bunch of cavemen and dinosaurs kind of like doing fun stuff inside a cave those are the only two dark rides other than that it's like outdoor coasters you know bumper cars things the type of expected boardwalk shit i love shitty fun fair like we have a lot of traveling fun fairs in the uk you really got to go to the santa cruz beach boardwalk is it it shite it's yeah oh wonderful yeah Yeah, i love and you can drink in public 
That's nice. Because you're on the boardwalk, so you can just go and get a big ass. I'm sure they have Trulies now, but it used to be like you could get a giant can, like a giant tall. A tall boy. Yeah. Yeah, a giant one of like, you know, Heineken. Right on. Or whatever. Anyway, so yeah. what did you have in England? Oh, we had tons of tra- traveling fun furs that would rock up in the town and then leave before they got sued. <laughs> and yeah, they were, it was really janky always. And they're often unlicensed uh, imagery on like the... Let's say they had a ghost oh, train. Oh, yeah. You'd have like a really unlicensed Beetlejuice or... Yep. A <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember when I was dating Shannon... Painted on it. I remember yeah. when I was dating Shannon right next to her house, there was... And this was... God, when did I start dating Shannon? 24? 14 or something like that 2013 so just bear that in mind right next to her house in the parking lot of a best buy because in the suburbs in stockton and manteca we would have those traveling fun fairs but they'd rock up in parking lots because as you know in the suburbs you get giant fucking parking lots i'm sure thousand oaks has a few where it'll be like here's a target and here's 17 acres of parking yeah that largely unused Uh uh-huh that's where Freakling Bros is. It's in a Sears parking yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. That's a great example. So or just across from it anyway. Yeah. You'd get these people, these like fly-by-night carnivals rocking up. And um, one of them, right right around the corner from Shannon's house, was a carnival. It had all the shit. But then it had a fun house. And the fun house was Jumanji. <laughs> now, what on the inside was Jumanji themed? I have no idea. There's some mirrors. But the outside was Robin Williams yeah. fucking Jumanji themed. Yeah. Yeah, they do that and they just kind of. I and mean, you who would know? Bother, who would bother fucking Yeah, they're like, we're going to garnish your some wages. fucking like 20, uh, 20th century Fox guys there with his kids. He's like, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, though. My, uh, my daycare. When I was growing up, I went to a daycare because my I lived in a single parent household. Thank you very much, and my mom worked. Did they get sued by Disney? They did. Oh, that made the news. I think they were one of many. Yeah, yeah. That's a real cunt move, isn't it? How much more money do you need? It was for like literally just painting windows <laughs> yeah. with the dwarves and shit like so that. So fucking like, stupid. So fucking like stupid. fan art, basically. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Disney the, is, Disney was notoriously litigious. Yeah, they still are, then. I believe. Are they? I think there was someone on the Disneyland Reddit who had done some Disney fan art and sent it to someone at Disney, who uh, then asked if they had permission to use the fuck characters. yeah, <laughs> and they were all excited about it. Um, no, there was a ghost train. Well, a fun fair that uh, turned up in um, when I was in Cambridge, and there was a ghost train there, and me and my friend went on it, and there was literally nothing inside. You go through the doors. <laughs> it's dark. That rocks. It's black. Because you don't know till you're in. And you go through. You go up. You go out to go down. And it's like, okay, well, there's nothing yet. Go down again. Go out. And there was just nothing in there. And we were like, that's fucking hilarious. Uh, then we went back. Because this thing was there for about two months. And we'd walk past it on the way home all the time. We went back with another friend who was clearly piss terrified mm-hmm. of going on Ghost Train but wouldn't admit it. And he was just like, no, it's stupid. I don't want to go. And we're like, oh, just go on it. Like, uh, and, uh, it's gay. Yeah, literally. That's what he was like. I don't want to become gay. He was like, no, let's just. And we were like, we kind of started taking the piss out of him. We're like, okay, would well, you want an ice cream instead? He's like, no, I don't want an ice cream. I just want to go. Like, like, come on, there's a van there. We can get, yeah, get you a little ice cream. That might get your courage up. Big, big man, you know. Like, he's like this huge guy. And he called him. Using him. He used to call himself Satan. <laughs> he introduced himself as Satan. So when he was about, so we, me and the the age group I turned up at that that school was only for like sixteen to eighteen year olds. Uh-huh. He was about nineteen, 
And we don't know exactly why he was still there, but he was. And uh, so, you know, we were 16, 17-year-olds, and we met this dude, you know, fucking, like, smoking the flavored cigarettes. Yeah. And um, kind of bearded and a neck beard, basically. Yeah. And he introduced himself as Satan. He wore, like, a fucking leather <laughs> trench coat. He was like, you can call me Satan. <laughs> But his oh, real yeah. name was Mark, uh, <laughs> and he—I uh, could—I mean, I could talk a lot about this fucking guy, but like, slow, like bit by bit, he didn't make it sound like he was like, "Yeah, I have a girlfriend and I fuck her in the graveyard." Oh, nice, you know, bro. That kind of thing. And then as we got to know him a bit more, we realized like, oh, this guy—we've never seen this girlfriend. He lived locally, uh-huh. and uh, we've never seen this girlfriend. A lot of what he says probably is like, oh, "I do acid all the time," uh-huh. but I like, wouldn't touch weed or anything. You know, he was one of yeah. those guys. But yeah, this girlfriend, no, it's just stupid. I won't go on it and we're like come on satan satan come on <laughs> come on man come on you're satan you satan. can handle a ghost train right yeah. and eventually it took like a, a few weeks of walking past the thing yeah. before he finally was like Fuck it, let's do it man i think it was i think we got drunk or I'm something drunk and, yeah and he was like Fuck it, let's just do it man let's yeah. just go on that fucking ghost train we're like oh what the one that you, you said was too gay to go on yeah. like too lame to go on he's like Fuck it, let's just do it yeah and you could tell that he was really um you know, really psyched about it. But we were like, you got, he's, there's nothing in it. Like, you know, he's going to really feel yeah. stupid after this. But we go on it, and I guess in that two weeks, maybe they got a few complaints about there being nothing in it. So we went in, and when you're going up, sure enough, a papier-mâché frog is <laughs> hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> not, a, not even an animatronic, just a big papier-mâché toad. <laughs> What? Hanging from the ceiling. That's not even scary. No, it didn't even look scary. I think they, they stole just had it. one. I think they stole it from like a local primary school. <laughs> but they hung it up in there. <laughs> Aside from that, the rest of the ride was on. The rest of the ride was unchanged. But the funniest thing was the. So we went through that. Yeah, I went in with Satan, and then my other friends went in behind me. We came out, and he like the whole time Satan was like la- he had he wore these little sunglasses the whole time, <laughs> yeah. and he was just laughing hysterically as yeah. soon as we got in the car to the end, and he went, <laughs> "Well, you know that wasn't so scary." And we're like, "What do you mean it wasn't so scary? There's nothing in it." There was what you mean the frog? And he was like, "Oh, the frog bit, yeah." <laughs> He he had his eyes closed the entire time. He had his eyes closed and was laughing hysterically. Uh, and then at the end, he was like, well, yeah, I mean, it wasn't scary. And instead of being like, what the fuck? There was nothing in it. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> he was just like, oh, yeah, they thought that was scary. <laughs> and yeah, what I figured was that he had his eyes closed the whole time, just kind of nervous laughing. And oh yeah, if he God. had opened his eyes, all he would have seen was a papier-mâché frog hanging from the ceiling. We had, you can actually still look up videos of the haunted castle at Santa Cruz. And uh, and it's not, I mean, like, all things considered, for a boardwalk theme park, it's not bad. I mean, it. all things considered. I will say that, um, what's it called? The... Oh, you know what's interesting? When I first went to um, Midsummer Scream, mm-hmm. the very first year, back when they had Integrity, that was <laughs> the first year I went. One of the panels they had, it wasn't fucking Norbert Nelson. It wasn't any of these dickheads. It wasn't you know all the people they have now, all the immersive cunts. It was haunt shit, real right. Halloween yeah, yeah. ghoulies. The ghoulies were there. <laughs> the actual ghoulies. Yeah, they were talking about their degree. Coming up out of the How toilets. How to pay student yeah. loan debt with the ghoulies. Right. And um, one of the guys they had there who was kind of on a panel was uh, was they had a guy who was going around with a VR camera back when that wasn't even a thing yet. 
with a three like a three sixty degree helmet cam, uh-huh. and he was going all across the country on old rickety ass dark rides like your ghost train, okay, and filming them because he knew that they were going to all be torn down soon. Yeah, and he was preserving them like for VR YouTube. Okay, did you ever find it? I watched some. I put the helmet on. No, I mean, did you ever find his channel? No, I, I don't know where he put it all. But then what's it, the point in this story? Isn't that interesting? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that, going to the beach where <laughs> I belong. There was one in uh, a ghost train in Margate in England. And Margate is a depressing seaside yeah. town. Uh, <laughs> this is ghost train, a very bog standard ghost train. But on the front, it said banned in seven countries. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, whatever wow. that means. It's like, what, did you tour this around? <laughs> and the fucking governments of seven countries got wow. involved and said, oh, you can't That's have this. That's pretty crazy. But they were trying to make it, it was written in like a yeah, blood course, font, you know, yeah. trying to make it sound like it's so scary that it's illegal in seven other countries. Yeah. And you go in and sure enough, it's just like, you know, the kind of shite Fre- Freddy Krueger statue. Going, oh. <laughs> One of the yeah. best ones I can remember that I never actually got to go on because it was closed. Possibly from being banned. Who knows? Was it Coney Island? I went to Coney Island in New York, and they had a ride, big, giant, puppet, animatronic. Coney Island is not a small place, you know? Big, puppety, animatronic fucking demon on the front of it. Uh And, like, fuck. It was all closed down, but the title of it, I'll never forget the title, Ghost Hole. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, damn, I came all this way and Ghost Hole is closed? I can't believe this. Bring back Ghost Hole. (laughs) Yeah, it was called Ghost Hole. Oh, man. I love that. That's lovely. I love that. Uh, I I would like to... There's a little part of me. I don't have the fucking ambition. There's a little part of me. I don't have the ambition or the fucking wherewithal to do it, but I would like to kind of start a traveling carnival that's oh. genuinely horrible i mean we talked <laughs> like, about my theme park idea right yeah, yeah, uh, for an adult NSFW, theme park. Yeah. no i mean one that's just surprisingly horrible you know and and yeah. a title like ghost hole for a ghost train yeah it's like fuck why didn't i <laughs> why I didn't i get carnival. there first i got into i went to my first fun house because i got into fun houses i went to my first fun house like two years ago maybe with risa actually and uh, it was in North Hollywood, like right in North Hollywood Park. They had set up a fun house. And, uh, was, oh, I think I went to it. It was kind of fun. Yeah, no, I went to the, the one that turns up on the corner of like... Uh, Le- Mag- Le- Magnolia and Lancashire-ish? Like right on the no. freeway. Magnolia and Lancashire would be... In no, the it, was, it would be further down. It was the- like uh, Tahunga maybe? Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's yeah, definitely Magnolia it, yeah. was the street. It was no, I remember it was down the street right from the my freeway. house. So yeah, I lived yeah. on Magnolia. So yeah. Yeah, I went there once. It was fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was shit. Don't get me wrong. But it was <laughs> like... <laughs> all those things are way better in theory when you're hoping to have some kind of goosebump style adventure. There's always vomit all over the floor. It really is. It's, it's disgusting. It's gross. People are eating too much elote. And well, yeah, fucking, they give you these you horrible know. fucking concoctions that would make you sick at the best of time. And then they're like, oh, go on the spinning wheel yeah. of shit. Those shits yeah. are bad, dude. Uh, I remember... Um, what was I going to say? I had one more great point to go out on here. Fuck. Uh, fucking... Must have been a good one. It was. Uh, the Santa Cruz before fucking Funhouse, uh, Ghost Hole. Well, I don't know. 